You know the term, the old adage, you dress for the job you want, not the job you have? I like to think that good, bad, or bullshit is the kind of that job, and guess what? I'm dressed like a slob right now. Full disclosure, I'm podcasting in my boxers and a t-shirt right now. I'm wearing a tuxedo. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. No verdict too controversial, no personality too big, no topic too random. Joining me today, as always, is Michael Hodgins. Michael, hello. Hello, Bo. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Well, good good considering. And um, also joining us uh, is uh, the ineffable Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? So... Um, we're going to do things uh, a little bit differently. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, uh, we're going to try a new take. Um, there's been some recent events, I think, as uh, if you don't know, um, we live in Ottawa and we've mentioned it on the show a few times. And, and just this week, there were some pretty um, monumental but tragic events that uh, I get. I hate using terms like this, but shook us, <laughs> those that live here. Um, Can I just back this up one bit? Uh, in that uh, normally on this show we do a random topic with, made by our patented technology random topic generator. But today we're thinking of maybe doing a topical topic before – before. I mean you, you, you set the stage what it was there, Bo. But I mean that's what we're doing today, right? Yeah. So, well, in light of those events, I mean I, I was sort of setting it up that we're doing things a little differently this time because – I, I think we feel so impacted by this event, so we're just gonna go ahead and and yeah, do a topical topic uh, that's redundant, but you know, we're gonna talk about what what matters to us. I think this week, and not you know, leave our fate to the random topic generator. Um, so yeah, so no, Mike, you, your lungs are gonna be fine. You don't have to inhale the fumes of the random topic generator. There are, there are some advantages to doing this type of thing. And we may try it again in the in the future if another sort of major topical thing happens that we want to um, comment on. So it'll be interesting. Right. I, and- yeah, I, th- I think it'll be interesting. But at the same time, it's like, um, you know, this, this event, we're, we're recording literally the day after this event happened in Ottawa. And it's gotten national, international news uh, news coverage, um, and I think it's weighing on a lot of our minds. I think we want to talk about it, but at the, at the same time, um, I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel like I don't want this to be a super somber, depressing, good, bad, or bullshit podcast. I personally don't feel uh, too down. I feel pretty happy about where I live, so I, I think we're still going to bring the same sort of energy that we like to bring to this podcast uh, every week. To, uh, to this episode, even though the topic may be weighty. I mean, we've talked about death and war and taxes on this show before. So, I mean, uh, I'm, sure we, I'm sure we're up to the task. Right. Okay, so the topic is terrorism. Um, and, you know, and I think we can talk a little bit about maybe the situation where I, it's a little confusing whether or not what happened in the city is an act of terrorism that's being laid claim by a you know terrorist group but clearly it was you know this is the kind of thing that inspires conversations about terrorism so i think it's appropriate so we're gonna we're gonna talk about terrorism and yeah we're gonna try and keep it somber but i kind of want to be i don't know a little respectful of it but 
in terms of not taking the subject too lightly, I suppose. Terrorism, uh, that, it's funny because it fits in with a lot of the loaded topics that we have done on this show. Um, but I think in Canada here, we, are, we like to think or, you know, there's been a sense that we are not as involved in, in the, the ongoing international dialogue surrounding uh, terrorism, that maybe we're a bit immune here or that we're not a large target for what you would consider acts of terror. But uh, over the past week, we've had two, one in Quebec City and one in Ottawa. And so I think it's fresh. It's definitely fresh in my mind. And I'm I'm totally interested in talking about it today. Because everyone has a general sense of what terrorism is, like explaining what it is, just even for the benefit of centering what we're talking about. Is that necessary? Or is like, are there finer points that we should bring up? This is the first thing that I – because, you know, when you hear the word um, terrorism, okay, like it's – you're immediately feeling negative thoughts or you're turning on it and you're thinking this is a – this is a bad – this is a bad thing Uh, just by the nature of the the word. Whereas uh, if if somebody said like uh, are you – do you support murderism, you know, or some – or or, uh, something like that, the the, – Etymology, etymology, the word is such that it it makes you turn against it, and and I think that that's that's what's interesting because one person's terrorist is another person's uh, freedom fighter in many ways. So if we were if this topic today was called freedom fighters, are you you know good, bad, or bullshit? That would be we would you'd almost have a different discussion than than saying you know terrorist terrorists. And when you look at places like like um, the the ongoing conflict in Israel and Gaza, uh, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Really, like as as crystal clear as it can be in that area. So uh, the Palestinians see the Israels as uh, Israelis as occupants. Um, um, the uh, Israelis see many of the Palestinians as, as terrorists. They themselves see themselves. As fighting for freedom from the from from the occupiers, so that's why terrorism can be really complicated and not something that you can easily just slap a big label on. But well, I guess that's what we're going to try and do anyway. Well, like I think because I think that's like a lot of terms, and you illustrated that that a term can be used in a pejorative sense to describe something, whether that is in fact the case or not, but. As objectively as we can, we must be able to look at some acts and say those are clearly acts of terrorism no matter what spin or what sort of slander or what side of the fence you're on um, about something actually constituting terrorism. You think that's fair? Like, yes, we could say certain things are terrorists, but like clearly, you know, strapping a bomb to yourself and running into the middle of a crowd to kill as many people as possible is i i don't i don't like someone might say well that's not terror that's you know fighting for just but i think if you're if all sides are being honest i mean it's a form of sowing terror is there is there room to have that conversation to say something is can be described as an act of terrorism and if you're not describing it as such you're simply just in denial or you're refusing to acknowledge the facts well i would i, I think um, oh go ahead mike sorry yeah, I think this is, I mean, we mentioned a little bit, this is a weighted topic, heavily weighted topic and heavily emotional topic. And I think that we can separate ourselves, especially from these events in Ottawa. We're not trying to 
I, I like to think kind of objectively about this sort of stuff as much as possible while having an immense amount of sympathy for the soldier who lost his life here in Ottawa yesterday and the other soldier who lost his life a few days ago. Um, and these these specific two acts, and these are why, why it's topical for us, are, um, uh, are being kind of connected to terrorism because um, – uh, one or both these guys may have links to uh, links being were inspired by ISIS or ISIL. I'm not sure what the um, acronym of the day is right ISIS now. ISIS right now is the. I thought it was ISIL. They keep cha- saying ISIL. Obama always says ISIL, but I thought it was ISIS. But I think it. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Okay, um, I'll look that up while you continue. It seems to change, <clears throat> but the thing is, it, it, I I want to think. I need to. Th- I feel like to talk about this, I need to think of terrorism in a broader context. Um, and, and just to maybe give a bit of perspective to this right off the bat, I happened to watch this. You guys knew, know Russell Brand? He's like this British stand-up comedian who's quite mm-hmm. political and he's always, he's got this like YouTube channel where he comments on news and stuff like that. Yep. Anyways, he had a little commentary about this. And one thing that he brought up, which, which was quite interesting and I think kind of helps frame our sort of current situation here in Canada, was he, he talked about and the broader conversation about terrorism, he talked about that recently in Canada, in New Brunswick, a man shot three RCMPs targeted towards law enforcement, shot three RCMP officers and uh, was captured. And he's a white guy and he is was considered a, sort of a lone wolf. Uh, they said he's like anti-authoritarian, uh, kind of, you know, probably crazy sort of dude. And nowhere really was a term terrorist applied um where whereas in theory he was instilling terror in those people um he, he killed three three more than either of these t- these two different guys uh recently killed and it was the same type of thing it was to a s- state sort of like uh, like uniformed representatives of the state but yet he's not a terrorist because he's a white he's a white dude whose reasons are are different so because the, the con- did a group speak up and say we take responsibility for these well that hasn't that, ha- that hasn't happened with the gut with the two other guys in, in right. canada there's yeah, speculation no. there's I, speculation I about it but so so that's the thing is it is it the terrorism is sort of like a it, it's it's much more political uh it's not as cut and dried as like you you have a uh, a bomb and you blow yourself up therefore it's terrorism it it, it relies heavily on what you're political motivations are and can it be linked to um, sort of a a, a kind of uh, warfare that's going on in the Middle East right now. Like there are heavy links to that Um, and Bin Laden's and Saudi Arabia and Islam. Like like that, those are the weighted things in here, right? So, so yeah. So, I mean, we can look at this and say there are things that a, a lone wolf, a madman could do that you know you you wouldn't be wrong to maybe describe it as an act of terrorism in the strict sense that you are trying to sow terror into, yeah, into like, a populace but for the purpose of like what we're really experiencing is that it's it's groups like the Ku Klux Klan although they're not around I don't, well they're not around I don't know if that's relevant anymore but it's it's a group of independent almost vigilante like in a way or that, that but, but are honestly, making their the, statements through doing this, and that's the, what we refer to. Uh, as do you do you ever hear the Ku Klux Klan being referred to as a terrorist organization? Well, they are a terrorist organization. Well, well see, was you're, prob- you're saying that that but, was but, probably not the language they used in the time in which they were 
No, look, Bo, they're still active. active in the States. And when they do things, okay, it's, not, relevant. It's, it's called hate. Uh, they call them hate crimes. Um, so I, I feel like the, the, when we're really talking about terrorism, we're really talking about uh, an Islamic base uh, and sort of anti-Western thought uh, fueled by sort of fundamentalist uh, Muslim belief. Like I, if, if we're re- being honest about when we say terrorists, these days, that's sort of what we're talking about. I don't yeah, think no. that's a hundred. I don't in, think that's hundred percent true. In, well, in when today's Timothy, popular context, w- w- yeah, Tim McVeigh. When, when Tim, Timothy McVeigh b- blew up the Oklahoma building, it was always referred to as terrorism. Yeah, I can, like he was. Yeah, but, they used the term "homegrown terrorist." But but think, yeah, no, and 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 that it's funny because it's like when does it when does it and that's why this is such a weighted issue. When does it and when does it not apply? For example, think about serial killers, uh, especially that are on the loose and are active. People don't call those people terrorists when what they're doing is it's it's it's, it's killing people randomly. It's just funny how we define these things. So is terror is terrorism when you do something that when when you're trying to incite terror for a political means? Because let's face it, if somebody goes is mentally ill and goes into a school and shoots people up just because they are they are deranged or have an axe to grind with a bully at school or something or like just that, just to watch people die. Uh, or just to watch, just to watch people die. Is that is that less terrorism? And then terrorism is if there's some sort of associated political goal. And and again, I go back to my one man's terrorist is another man's freedom freedom fighter. Um, you look at World War II and the Nazis. They occupied. France and and uh, the French resistance has been heavily romanticized, and essentially, what it, what it was is is they felt occupied by an outsider force, and they you know engaged in terrorist activities to uh, to obtain sabotage the Nazis and, and liberate their uh, their country, and it's heavily romanticized. Um, because they're considered the good guys in history, you know, uh, and now, now, uh, now agreed. We use terrorists much in the way that they used communists in the 1950s to like to smear people and to, to say term. it's a pejorative. It's a pejorative term that's used fairly liberally, like Mike was inferring on a certain subset of the population, like in this case often Middle Easterners or Al-Qaeda has long been the terror flavor of the, you know, millennium and that sort of thing. It's it's true. And that's like as an extremely uh, valid point of the, the, of the perspective matters when you talk about terrorism, who you, who you are uh, um, will make you either think negatively about the term or, or how you would even use that term. Is it a freedom fighter? What, what I find kind of interesting is uh, and we talked about war recently. And we all agreed it was bad. It's kind of hard not to. Uh, but it, I find that one of the weighted things with the word terrorism is that it's sort of like, at least in the West here, it's it's like inherently morally reprehensible, right? Whereas war can be morally can be morally just. And I think right now with some of the war going on in the Middle East, um, in the West, we're making a, a a big play for it to be a just cause, a just war, but that. Terrorism can never be just, or, or that's sort of the subtext, at least that I see. But you know, if we're trying to be objective about it, and we and is terrorism, and Crofton, your example about um, the French resistance, is it is it an effective means when you can't uh, when you're a group, a political group, uh, who can't operate 
on the same way that a state can. Like you don't have a traditional military, but you want to resist militarily. Is this terrorism? Is that a logical thing to do? I suppose there's sort of two because there's two like breeds of of what I think of when I think of terrorism. Where there's if if you're harming like civilians as a part of it, I feel as though. And this just may be my um, my ideology, my democratic point of view on things is that it's not okay to harm civilians, you know, to say like, well, if it's children or, uh, you know, old the elderly or I don't even care, just we're just there to hurt people. I feel like if what you're fighting in is so right that you have to do that, then there's a problem with. I don't know. There's a problem but, there. But what's interesting, think about that, because first of all, in war, civilians and children are killed all the time. It happens, it's happening still in Afghanistan, and it's happening, uh, it happened in Iraq. Like, it's just that that's part of war. I, I think the problem with the logic there is I think of something Here, like the... Wait, coup- let, me fin- let me finish my, so- my thought. Because if you were to talk about the two recent acts in Canada, neither of those were targeted to civilians. Uh, so would that be... And if those guys are in fact inspired or think they or feel that they have links towards ISIL or whatever, would that be considered a military action? They targeted military uniformed people specifically and government specifically. I mean, because arguably the guy from... Uh, you yeah. know, I think they're still sorting out the details yesterday he shot this soldier i'm not trying to downplay any of this but there were lots of other people around people who witnessed this and he didn't he wasn't firing indiscriminately at everyone he saw um no actually they released tape today uh that showed him running from the war memorial all the way uh hijacking a car um uh interacting with multiple people people running by him and him not firing at anybody yeah, and that's pretty interesting. Like, so he had so. But when you talk about terrorism, because I would agree, like something like nine eleven is targeted at civilians. Like, but this these people, it seems like were specifically targeting the military. And then so, like, this is just why it's such a muddy issue, and I why think, I think that's unique to the events in Canada because well, you know the train there was wasn't there train hijackings or train explosions on in Spain at one point. Like there have been a number of terror acts around the world related to the Islamic issue, right? Um, the but, fundamentalist but I mean, Islamic issue that involves civilians. I, I I agree, but I mean, we're, we're part of the reason we're doing this is a, it's a topical it's a topical thing, and these and these two recent things are being called terrorist acts. And ha- again, how do we define that? So uh, I agree with your definition of inciting terrorists like the the London subway bombings 911 like absolutely those seem like terrorists the Boston Marathon absolutely. last year like, the just just uh going back to sort of what what Mike was saying um and talking a bit in in sort of a hypothetical about terrorism vis-a-vis w- versus war and all that sort of thing i just like putting myself it it's hard because i abhor violence so much but if you put put me in a situation where i live in a country and my country is being invaded uh, by an outside force or I'm being oppressed by an outside force that may be killing women and children in my country. And that force is being supported, funded, what have you, by a third-party country. Uh, and, and they are living in perfect happiness and harmony while I'm watching my wife die and my kids die and all this sort of stuff. At what at what point, like I we don't 
and my small country does not have the capacity to rise up and fight back. But I can go to, you know, uh, the heart of, of what is what what I feel is oppressing me and in, in my people, and I can uh uh, you know, give, give payback much in the way that I received it. So my wife and children were killed. Maybe like I create uh, an explosion in a in a public place or whatever. Like in in this hypothetical, I see it as an eye for an eye, uh, and not necessarily. You don't see it as like going in and like murdering a bunch of innocent uh, women and children. You might see these people as enabling the current government that is there. Uh, or, or or being or turning a blind eye to their government's evils that is that has been oppressing your people and this sort of thing. So you may see none of them as innocent in terms of in terms of perception. And terrorism may seem like the only avenue that you have to pursue. And not being able to really put myself in that situation because it's such an extreme situation, I find it hard to know what I'd do. I'd like to think that I would never ever stoop to anything like this. But like if everything is being ripped up around me and 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 I see so many horrors and, and there's there's somebody that I feel is to blame I who knows I well, think and- I think you can rationalize anything and I think people have been rationalizing their terrible behavior for as long as mankind has, has been in existence but you know at the end of the day you do abhor violence and I think I think that's a personal question that we ask ourselves like do you stand how strongly do you stand on your moral conviction that in the face of, in the face, you know, because when you look at the American thing, like, you know, the drone strikes are killing civilians too. Maybe that's a form of terrorism. It's in the strength of your convictions, do you look at it and say, I don't stoop to this level in spite of the fact of the wrongs visited upon me? Because violence begets more violence and the belief in that we join hands and work together, it's not served in, in, by you know, like you can rationalize any act as as a just act as we have no other recourse. But at the end of the day, it's it's I think it's still, you know, uh, just one thing before Mike jumps in here, because uh, I just wanted to using that example of the drone strikes. Let's say, for instance, the state sent a drone over and that drone uh, over to the Canadian border and that drone killed my wife. Uh, And then I I um, I go into the States and I go, I find out where that drone was made. I go to the factory and I level it. I manage to get some bombs or whatever. I blow up the factory. Maybe there's, maybe there's two people that die. Maybe it was at four o'clock in the morning and there's, or I don't, I don't know, like me, but maybe there's nobody in it and it just blows up. But I blow up the factory because I'm like, you know, fuck you guys. Uh, I'm destroying your drone production facility that killed my wife. There could have been nobody in it. It's still considered an act of terror. And I could see why the person would be like, you know, this drone was sent. And I don't know. I think if yeah. you're, it's where they make drones. That's a military target that you're. Well, well, I don't know. I think in the in the news in the states, and it would be labeled like you know, terrorist destroys factory. You know, like I'm I'm I don't think it well, would. Well, they be. would but, use it as a pejorative term, but we're I think we're not trying to talk about that anymore. Well, right? let, let me jump in here because I think that I think that Crofton's point is an extremely valid one because you know you can't. It's more it's the weight behind the term terrorism versus something like war so uh, like and and maybe because his examples were good but also think about ones like like other things that are sort of agreed upon as terrorist groups like say the ira in ireland so um a, a group who feels um 
uh, oppressed don't have the resources to 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 build a traditional military force to combat uh, a, a regime that does have that force, what do you do? Or say the FLQ in, in Quebec. So if you're a group of people who feel extremely uh, oppressed, this was in the 60s in, in, uh, in Canada where uh, a sort of separatist group took um, terrorist-type actions uh, because they felt oppressed by the Canadian government. Uh, so th- th- that, that group, they don't have the ability or any sort of group that resides under a different regime, they, they can't they can't play on the same field. So we tend to think like, oh, if you're invaded by another country, well, then your military will respond in kind, and then you have a war, and wars happen, and blah, blah, blah. But, and, and somehow that, and that could be considered just, you know, well, they invaded us, so we fought back with their military, you know, okay, war. But terrorism is so weighted, because that, that frankly, is, it's, it, is, it is a response that may be appropriate if you have no other means. And it is interesting to always look, and it's such a weighted issue, but when you look in the Middle East and like, uh, you know, Hamas and uh, in Palestine is always like, they're terrorists, right? But Israel's a state. Uh, and but, but really, like, and this is when I want to like sort of break down this idea of terrorism, it's basically just war. And 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 it's convenient for for groups that have traditional military powers to label subgroups as terrorists because there is this moral uh, sort of um, reprehend. It's 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 easy to say, well, they're terrorists and therefore they don't have any authority, but we're uh, a state and we have a military, and so well, we well, we have authority, and it's it's a it's a way to discredit. Um, but what is basically it's just war. Hmm. I, I don't. I just. Yeah, I think I think nations or recognized groups go to war. And so if the actual country, if if England said, you know what, Canada, we don't like you anymore, and then they sent suicide bombers to us, we would take that as, a, as an act on the part of the country. And I think what we're looking at here are groups that are not associated with any sort of nationalism in the current use of terrorism, even, whether it's well, IRA. These are road groups. That's not even true. Because yeah. think about Afghanistan. They're not, they're not. Afghanistan, we call the ter- the Taliban a terrorist group. And but for whatever reason, they were in control of that country. And we went in. They're still terrorists. But they're not synonymous with the state. They were the state. They were the governing. Uh, they, they governed Afghanistan. The, yeah, they, I guess they, they were, weren't recognized by the international community. Well, well, but I mean, because again, it's convenient that they're terrorists, so you don't have to recognize them. And it's the same with Hamas. Hamas would be leading Palestine. Uh, yeah, they were elected. Uh, they, yeah, they were elected, but they're not recognized. Uh, so one side is seen as a state, Israel, uh, as recognized by the, uh, the, the international community, and the other side is labeled terrorist. But like they're really it's, – it's, it's just a label. You could call them – uh, you know, a parliament or a or a, a elected officials or whatever, but it's it it would be recognizing that they are they that Palestine is a state and that they are the the legally represented government of Palestine and they don't want to give them that power. They don't want to give them that authority, right? So that's why that's why terrorism is honestly so uh, so frustrating to look at. And the other thing I, I wanted to to talk about about terrorism that we didn't really get into is is terrorist demands. Okay. And and what's what's funny is is um if you ever watch a movie with terrorists and God knows there are a lot of movies with terrorists um <laughs> they they often have demands uh and I feel like uh, we should talk about Die Hard. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Hans, Hans Gruber was the master of demands. He made all these demands for them to liberate all these FLQ guides, and it was really just to buy time so he could ride, rob, a, rob a bank. But the, the, reality, uh, the reality is, is that um, uh, if, you, if you do, say, uh, rob a bank and you grab a hostage and you, you put a gun to their head and say, give me all the money uh, in the bank, you're doing a bank robbery. So you have a point of negotiation and and essentially that's what terrorism is doing on a grander often on a grander scale these days and and Mike has recently in a couple of our past podcasts uh, mentioned the ISIS beheadings and uh, those beheadings are are horrible but but they're not they're not done in a vacuum they're done with with demands right uh, that that these um and the demands of terror of some of these terrorist organizations are absolutely uh, ridiculous like and they're they're setting up demands that will never be met or 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 failure because they know they're they're committed to beheading this guy but they're they they'll they'll say like you know we want all american troops from the middle east uh pulled out within 24 hours and blah blah you know uh given some sort of uh, uh crazy demand but the reality is is that terrorist organization is associated to a political idea uh or they have they have a motive they have a desire to 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 uh make some sort of change uh, and they feel um in many cases ridiculously helpless and are 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 uh, engaging in what they only feel is the, their last resort. This is not all of them writ large, but this is how I see a lot uh, a lot of terrorists. So it's it can be like it, it it can put them cast them in a sympathetic light. But going back to what both at the beginning, is there ever any real justification for hurting other people? And uh, and that's where I start. Where I can understand terrorism. Uh, or or the motivations of terrorists can i can i in any way say that that's good and i i i'm very doubtful that i can well, I, I, th- I think the thing to think about is that you know that terrorists are people too and i don't mean that in a sympathetic <laughs> <Terrorists> way <laughs> that's a good quotable um when i run for office that'll get brought up um <laughs> That you know that they 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 are motivated by the same. They're people like you and me, and they're motivated by the you know they share the same feelings, the same breadth of human um, experience, and so you know it, it's easy to you know I guess look at it and say how would this affect me, and if I put myself in their shoes, which I think is a good exercise to do. I think, and again, this is from my quote unquote enlightened first world vantage point, but it's it. It would appear that most terrorist groups don't advocate anything remotely sympathetic. That I can, like, I, I can't think of a group that you might categorize as a terrorist group that have like a, oh, geez, they are really getting a bad rap. You know, it's like, well, it's, I mean, if if you think about what Crofton said, uh, the French resistance. I mean. You could be like, oh, that was just use of terrorism because the Nazis are oppressive assholes. So, of course, you want to use terrorist-type tactics. Because, I mean, sometimes what this comes down to, especially if we're talking about terrorism in the political sense, not the Tim McVeigh lone crazy terrorist sense, um, that 
it is a tactic. It is a way of conducting uh, warfare in a different manner. And and if you think about it really histor- historically, it, it kind of like it almost makes sense in the current like, – like where you have – where essentially warring states have amounted to, you know, your superpowers and then your sub – your non-superpower state players – and if and it's like, how do you fight the people like that if you don't have that? If you don't have the resources they do, it just strategically and tactically, it seems like it's a way to do something uh, militaristically when you don't have a uh, hundred thousand tanks and a fleet of B fifty two bombers. Uh, what what can you do? You can you can destabilize them in other ways. Like so, thinking about it in that way, it just makes it a, a hard to wrap your head around. Because of course, like look, we said, war is bad. So I mean, to me, you can lump that in there. It's bad <laughs> as a as a basic thing. To me, it's it's almost like the the term with the connotations of the term are what make this so um, such a difficult thing to wade through. Yeah, because it, it is it is a term that is used to define and to characterize your opposition. So, uh, you know, when Vladimir Putin points to the Chechen rebels and says, like, these are Chechen terrorists or what have you, um, he he's saying uh, he, he is denying that they have any right or authority over their, the land that they are fighting for, um, denying the existence of Chech- Chechnya as, as a country, as opposed to just an extension of Russia, and he is he is saying like he's using those words, the word terrorist, to to ensure that he maintains a hold on public sympathy and portrays to the international community that these pe- people are are you know, in fact, terrorists. And, and, and you know, they may uh, very well be, but it's just the term terrorist, especially post 9-11, is thrown around a lot and, and often um, used to uh, to create war or, or, or sell a war or, or uh, anything well, like that. I think the Absolutely. big thing is that if you don't acknowledge something as an act of war, but as an act of terrorism, it prevents your administration from... You know your government from being actively engaged in war because I think in the inter- international politics, like this, it bears a lot of significance to actually declare war to be in a state of war, as opposed to say doing peacekeeping. But yeah, you can't declare war on a you can't you declare war on a state. But if well, group, but if you're if the state is synonymous with the terrorist group, you know Pakistan's harboring. Uh, al-Qaeda people to the extent that, uh, you know, you might say, well, we're just going to war with you and we're going to fix your country. But they don't declare war. That's, you know, well, I think so those, that's why it's labeled as terrorism, perhaps, because those then, days are sort of over. Yeah, they didn't declare war on but, Afghanistan. They well, just went in. No, they're going in to help out, to help root out terrorists. Like right, with the expe- right express interest but of I finding back, terrorists. I, I just want to back up to, again, what, what, what Crofton was saying. And again, the way that the term's bandied about, because it's pretty interesting. And again, this thing I watch, I, I won't take, it was just uh, this Russell Brand thing where he was ranting about this. He's quite the ranter, that man. But he was talking about the Canadian thing. And again, like the guy, back to the guy in New Brunswick who shot three R- RCMP uh, officers. To, I believe they all died, the three. Um, again, that's like, you know, what, what is our, what is our response to that? Our response is like, oh, uh, you know, like people with mental health issues, people, you know, or, or shootings in schools say, what's the response to that type of thing, which is 
you know, random acts of violence. We think about mental health. We think of gun control. We think of things like that. But the political aspect, if it's someone who is uh, Arab or 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 might be motivated by groups like ISIL who do that call out, you know, they're on their social media saying like, oh, attack these people in their country. If they're motivated by that, now all of a sudden, and he was saying like, this is a poli- these are politically convenient uh, um, murders. So if you label them terrorism, now you can do something. So the guy in New Brunswick, it's, it's he, you know, he's a madman, he shot three RCMP people, well, what are you going to do about that? Uh, but if you're about to, like we are in our country, about to introduce anti-terrorism legislation, uh, which which amounts to giving more power to groups like CSIS, the Canadian Spy Agency, or the police forces to sort of uh, do the kind of monitoring of everyone in this country to kind of root out terror, all of a sudden it's it's politically convenient if people have these, you know. Have have these motivations as opposed to another motivation. So the term terrorism, because of course Harper had been, been using it in his in his speech, but of course the the New Brunswick case, like oh well, what are you going to do about that? It's not related to these other things going on that we're about to you know do airstrikes um, against ISIL. And I'm not saying whether I'm for or against that. I'm just saying it, it, the term all of a sudden can enable you politically in a way that just like mass shootings can't. This is one that that. Um, I think we talked a little bit about how the it, it's it's very muddy, it's very weighted, and I think also you, especially with in light of the things that events that just happened in in Ottawa, and uh, I was locked down in my building all day, as were lots of other people. Crofting, you may have been too. Um, you know, kind of scary events and the emotional reaction. I'm trying when I talk about this verdict, I'm trying to separate my emotional response to these specific actions, my deep sympathy for people that lost their lives. It's senseless violence. Like it's just you know, it, it maddens you. And of course, you're like bad, bad, bad. Uh, but when I think about this term, and I'm trying to separate my emotions from it, I have to say that 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 um, the terrorism is bullshit. <laughs> And again, is it is it is it it's that specifically? Because I would say, you know, po- po- if it's politically motivated uh, violence, well, maybe that's like war. I'm like, that's bad. We've already talked about that. If it's something like mass shootings, and it's a lone wolf or Timothy McVeigh, it's like bombings and killings of mass people. Obviously bad. But the term terrorist is so weighted and politically heavy, and and it's just. It's a big pile of messy bullshit, is what it is, and it's used for all these other ways. And I and I worry the repercussions of something like this thing that just happened in Ottawa is problems with our our, our civil liberties and rights and and state surveillance. And we're moving into the era of the surveillance state, all because of the term terrorism. And uh, and I think it's just a bullshit thing, you know. If 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 it's war with ISIL, call it that. And and if it's a lone crazy person, call it that. And let's figure it out. But terrorism. Is just is just a quagmire of a term. So yeah, bullshit for me on that. Um, so uh, terrorism, uh, it's <laughs> so I found I, I you know I got to be honest and I feel like I have a lot more to say on the subject and it's a shame that we're already wrapping up the show. Um, I think on the subject of it, I will just say this that I, terrorism, at least the way it's been branded in my mind through the events that I've you know seen on in media. I guess through the more closer, not I wouldn't call it firsthand, but the more um, firsthand feeling of what happened, uh, you know, yesterday, 
and also, you know, I remember, I mean, 9-11's a day, I remember, even though it really didn't directly impact me, um, a lot was going on in the world, school was cancelled, you know, there are acts that are meant to be so shocking and, and so um, decentering on the confidence of people that to me they do qualify as terrorism and something worthy of its own category, even if we have a hard time setting up a solid perimeter around its definition. Um, I think that there are all kinds of despicable acts that we can, from one side of our mouth, say it's okay to do and it's a perfectly good option. And the reason why it's, it's okay in this particular case is because of X and O reason. But at the end of the day, if you hold certain beliefs and values, you need to stand up for them even when it's inconvenient for you to do so. That's the whole point of having principles. And I think um, terrorism, there is no, there's no, you know, if you're going to commit an act of terrorism, you're committing an act of, you're committing an atrocity, whether or not what your rationalizations are. Um, So you need to own that, I think, if you're someone engaged in that kind of thing. And I don't think it's forgivable. And history always looks favorably upon the victors or it's written by the victors. So I find like we can look at situations where it might have been positive with rose-colored glasses, and I don't think that's very helpful in figuring out how do we make a better world for ourselves um, and for each other. Uh, I think that you know terrorism, uh, as I same way that I felt about war, terrorism is bad. There's no real good. It's funny because like. I agree almost a hundred percent with what both of you guys just said, because the 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 etymology of the word terrorism and and how it's used that Mike pointed out is it is complete bullshit, and and the and what Bo was saying in many ways he made a good case he. He, he, somewhere in the, in that case, Bo made he, he did talk about the value um, about how you have to defend your values and stuff like or stay true to your values. And I think the terrorists could use that in another in another context and say to stay true uh, to their beliefs and values. You know th- that's the avenue that they feel that they are forced to take. Um, but that and that's what make makes it so hard because both said ter- terrorists are people too and and um i i definitely can identify with them and and the pain and the fact that they may you know some of them may not have received the same levels of education or might not have had the same opportunities some of them may be starving uh and, and just looking for an organization in which to belong in um like you look at the Taliban in in Afghanistan, and there was there, uh, they were seen as heroes at one point by the Afghan population uh, before turning into uh, as the Dark Knight. Uh, so aptly put, you live long enough to see yourself turn into the villain, uh, and in this case, they obviously did become the villain, and that's why I. I'm I'm stuck bet- between seeing the heinous acts of what what terrorism. Uh, leads to and, and the way that it as Mike described that it's used and I think that I'm going to have to side with I'm, I'm just going to have to look and say what do I consider terrorism and it's one of those things like art they they say art you know it when you see it for me I feel like terrorism is I know it when I see it and when and that means like I'm interpreting it in a certain way and I'm interpreting interpreting it through my values but I know that when I see terrorism, I think that it's bad. 
So I'm going to have to say that terrorism is bad. Hold on, it's coming. You know that I'll get, I'll get fixed up in post. <laughs> All the blemishes <laughs> will be gone. <laughs> It'll be a smooth piece of rock. <laughs> All right. And speaking of smooth pieces of rock, if you want to send us a smooth piece of email, you can do so by emailing us at goodbadbullet@gmail.com. There we'd love to hear your thoughts on what terrorism means to you or means generally and what your verdict is because uh, I think it's a pretty important subject. Um, and I'm not going to lie on a personal level. It feels more relevant than it has been considering it happened. I mean, you know, basically a 15 minute walk from where I am. So, well, and I'll, you guys are even closer. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I was, you guys I like was streets away. I was very close as was Mike. Uh, but I, I will tell you, and this, this is a testament to how, um, how the well we live here and in the, the, the fortunes that we have, because, uh, that night, I went out with Bo and my baby, and we walked around uh, the neighborhood uh, here. And I've been out and about, and done. People have been playing soccer in the parks. Everything is everything is back to normal. And honestly, I have no concern about walking out in the streets or being being out in my city. I love my city, and I feel that I feel that like this was one act that happened uh, uh, yesterday. But it really hasn't changed anything for, from how I see. Uh, see Ottawa and enjoy uh, enjoy this place. It's an it's, that's an interesting thing to think about because and and when we talk about terrorism, we need to be sympathetic for the people who suffer from not to again take away from the gravity of the thing that happened yesterday, but compare it to what you know people in um, what is it Sudan where that is it is that where Boko Haram is the 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 stuff that they do about like, the ethnic uh, cleansing. No, like the Westgate Mall thing in Africa, the that hotel thing in Pakistan, like there, uh, the the one in in Russia where there was like a, a school, and we're talking like, you know, dozens of people killed or hundreds, and and and, and groups of terrorists going in, and like it, it. Some people really live under the tyranny of 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 sort of terrorist groups for lack of a better way to describe them and we're lucky in this country that when these events do happen they're not at the same scale that some people really suffer under them no i mean i think it was very mild on the terror scale it's just i think the impact of it was that he actually walked into our parliamentary building and which... and that's the other the other unfortunate thing about like like the you know there's so many unfortunate things about this uh, tragic things about it and to me one of the, the tragic things in the aftermath of this is that in canada we've enjoyed like i mean crofton you and i've thrown frisbees around on parliament hill for god's sakes like like we've you know canada's a, a nice place it's a lovely place where people are pretty friendly and and you could walk up to parliament hill and be like wow this is our houses of parliament and no one will say booty because you know it's a free country and the worry i have now is that and it may be the appropriate response is that all of a sudden if you try to go on Parliament Hill, they're going to search your bag or maybe say, sorry, you're not welcome here anymore. And that's unfortunate because that's part of the fabric of what makes this country great. And and it continues to be a great country. But in the wake of something, an act like this, things change for us all. And that's really a, a hard thing to have to live with. Yeah. So uh, and there, there was also a lot of uh, you know stuff blowing up on Twitter. People taking pictures of Ottawa. It was kind of cool to see everyone. You know, taking some time to uh, to put their pictures up and uh, you know show that it's business as usual here in Ottawa. Even though you know it's, um, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that that would be the case. But we'll see what happens with the government, right? 
All right, Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? I have a Twitter account, which I never tweet on, called at ML Hodgins. So just follow me there if you want. And Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Uh, they can uh, they can find me, at, uh, follow me at Crofton Steers on, uh, on Twitter, where I've been sharing in the discussion with regards to yesterday's uh, yesterday's attack, but honestly, I'm already feeling a lot better, and uh, nothing's gonna keep uh, nothing's gonna keep me down. Which sounds like the lyrics from some sort of '80s song. I can't remember. Nothing's gonna nothing gonna keep, keep me and down. Bo? Well, can you be it can be found at Bo Schwartz. All right, I think that's gonna wrap up our show. I don't want to have any jokey terrorist jokes at the end of well, the no joking, but, but just like I two mean, terrorists walk into a bar it, well, it explodes actually, wait, I Son of a bitch.